With Halloween just around the corner, my family has plenty of tricks and treats planned. But thanks to Pampers, one thing I have never been afraid of is a leaky diaper. Fear no leaks with new and improved Pampers Swaddlers, now featuring a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. We've always looked forward to getting the girls dressed up for Halloween when they were babies. And with Pampers, we knew that in addition to being absolutely adorable in their costumes, they would be dry, clean, and comfortable. With Swaddlers, you can rest assured that you have superior leak protection while keeping baby skin healthy. Pampers Breathe Free Liner wicks away wetness, allowing baby skin to breathe, while the lockaway channels help keep baby skin dry and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Pamper Swaddlers are available in sizes newborn to size 8 and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you. Whether you fell in love with Avasa as the voice of Dolores Madrigal and Encanto, or you have been a longtime fan of her reggaeton career, there is so much more we need to talk about like how she manages her amazing career and her seven children and the life-altering illness that nearly derailed it all. Adasa, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited. And like the voice of every parent everywhere, your voice is in my head literally all the time these days. But I want to start at the beginning. Adasa, tell me, who was the first person who told you you had talent? The first time I had somebody tell me that I had talent was my parents. I started singing very early in church and they used to do a lot of ministering. You know, they go to different churches and sing and do um, that kind of work. And that's when I knew I wanted to be a singer. But when The Little Mermaid came out in 1989 and I heard Jody Benson <laughs> sing, part of that world, I knew it. That's when I knew I wanted to be part of that world someday. When you go to your parents and you say, I want to be a singer, what do they say? Uh, they were concerned at first <laughs> when it wasn't just Christian music with do right. Sometimes I took lefts and rights, you know, as I was finding myself. And then I found how much impact music has on everyone. So it's not just what you want to do, but you have to think about what is an influence that I'm leaving behind for other Latinos or Latinas or other kids. And that's when I really started doubling down on my lyrics and my musical style and what I really want to leave as a musical legacy. Because going from gospel to reggaeton 
is a big shift in genre. My difficulty was the fact that I was going into a genre, number one, that was very male-dominated. Number two, I was a Colombian doing reto. Right now, you got your Carol G's, you got your J Balvin's, your Malumas, and it's like, oh, man, they're celebrated now, Colombia. When I started, man, I paved the way in blood. <laughs> it was not easy, but I'm forever grateful for my label, worn, um, for Universal, Universal Latino, that really stuck behind me, and whenever I said, you know, this is what I want to do, this is who I am, they were like, okay, we'll figure out a way to make it happen, and I was able to do things with Ciara and Missy Elliott and Luis Fonsi and 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 travel the world with my music but it wasn't easy because right now you see a lot of the camaraderie that goes around in music where girls are like supporting girls you know but back then it was not as easy I was like I want to get along with everybody but it you know that wasn't the case back then I'm really glad how much the evolution of music has happened that now people really like to support each other so much more especially female artists Okay, so where in all of that touring do you find the time to have seven kids? You don't find the time, you make the time. Because with a family, you know, sometimes when you get your opportunities, a lot of people think, well, this is my moment right now. I got to cash in. I got to do whatever it takes. But you have to understand why you're doing it. Set your balance before your success. So say, if family is important to you, if you have a wife, if you got a relationship, you got kids, you have to say, before anything happens, if I'm ever successful, this is how I'm going to handle the situation. And my husband and I, from the beginning, have very, been very clear that like interviews, like right now, we're doing it during the day. And when my kids get home, it's kids time. And sometimes you have to say no to money so you can say yes to family. It comes down to that. When you are given an, a lot of great options, all right, you have this to do, this, 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 and then you see your family, you have to value that you can never buy back memories. You cannot buy back time. So I, I have to decide sometimes whether to take this money or, you know, go do this tour or this appearance and, or stay home. And it's both of them that are valuable. And that's what people don't understand. It's not like, oh my gosh, look at what it's costing me. I'm losing, you know, $100,000 because I'm staying here for you to yell at me or to go to your dance recital. No, those moments are the ones they will remember and cherish forever. They see and that you sacrifice. will too. That's the other me thing. That I, that, that's the thing that I got wrong or that I didn't understand before I was a mom was that I thought parents were going to all these things under duress. Right? <laughs> that they're like, oh, I feel bad for my kid. And it's no, you want to be there. Exactly. I want to see the joy. I want to make their beds. You know, I want to cook that meal. And I like to be a hands-on parent. So then I have to balance being that hands-on parent and being an example because as a, as a female, I know how difficult it is in this business. And I want to make sure my kids understand you can have it both ways. You can have it all. You just got to sleep a little less and say no to money sometimes. That's it. Because I want to be a mom. I want to be there for them. I can't forget why I'm doing this for. And for me, my why is my family. So if you are disregarding your why, when you're finally successful, you have nobody to celebrate with. When my babies were going through their exploration stage, I had so much to worry about. Falling over, bumping heads. What did she just put in her mouth? The list was endless. But when they were in pamper swaddlers, I knew I never had to worry about a leaky diaper. Swathers are great for both baby and mommy. They keep your baby's skin healthy and dry with Pampers Breathe-Free Liner, which wicks away wetness, allowing your baby's skin to breathe. Swathers have always given me peace of mind knowing that diaper rash and leaky diapers were not in our future. 
There's also the blowout barrier at the back waist to help prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic and free of parabens and latex. Your baby deserves that. And they're available in a wide range of sizes from newborn to size eight, and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. Having a diaper you can depend on is important, and it's why I have always loved Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club. Hi, Latina to Latina listeners. It's Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. And if you love Latina to Latina, then we know that you're going to love Tamarindo Podcast. And if you're in the L.A. area and can't make it to the Latina to Latina live event, we'd like to invite you to our event on March 28th. At 6.30 p.m., we're hosting Amigas Blossoming, a night of celebrating and cultivating blossoming friendships. This will be in Highland Park, and all the details to RSVP for free are at tamarindopodcast.com forward slash events. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the ball is filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer, M&M's for all fun kind. Adasa, take me back to when you found out about the role of Dolores? It was the most amazingly special and most grievous time in my life. I think that the it was happiness and sadness at the same time because when I was doing the audition, I felt great. I was so excited. I was in front of Byron Howard and Jared Bush and I was singing and I was having the time of my life. And at the same time, I was like, I'm feeling a little sick to my tummy. And I thought, oh man, what if I'm pregnant? And I'm like, ah, it's not on camera. It's going to be fine. you know. <laughs> and so after my callback, which I met with them and I, I presented the story of my family and I told them about the sacrifices my parents made for me to be able to be born in the United States and everything they had to go through and being an Afro-Latina, growing up in a world where people that look like me never had a principal role. I mean, they were supporting characters. They were dancers. They were in the kitchens. They were serving, but they never sat at the table. And that's really impresses me about Encanto, that scene where we're all at the table and it happens multiple times that we are all sitting as equals, all of us, you know? And, and that's so special to me because I wish my grandma would be alive to see this. And then when I did that callback, I thought, that's it, I can die happy, you know, these amazing people that have made impact that will resonate for hundreds of years listened to my story, heard my father's story, heard my mother's story, my grandmother's, my grandfather's story, and that's enough for me. So I was feeling a little sick, so I told my husband, you know what, I'm going to do some pregnancy tests just in case I'm pregnant again. And he was like, all right. And so I went, and they were all negative, but it had happened with my second kid that all my pregnancy tests came out negative, and then lo and behold, on April Fool's, my doctor calls me and says, oh, by the way, you were pregnant. And I was like, ha ha. So I thought, I'm just going to go get a blood test and I'll be back. And my husband's like, you want me to take you? I'm like, nah, I'll be fine. But once I got there, within an hour, my health took a turn for the worse. I had had COVID in January of last year. And then in March, when I went into the hospital, within 
just an hour. I could not speak. I was slurring my words. I couldn't move my body. I was starting to get paralyzed on my legs. I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't move my hands. And I thought, what is going on? And so they started running tests, CT scans, MRIs, blood work of every kind that we can imagine. And at the end, they told me, we don't really know what's happening. I leave that hospital, which they didn't really want me to, but I signed myself out saying, you know, if I'm going to die, I'd rather die at home with my kids. I don't want to die here. With all the restrictions, my husband couldn't even get into the into the hospital. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to go home. Then I have a paramedic friend that came to my house and he's like, you know, maybe you're having a stroke. Why don't I drive you to Vanderbilt and we'll get a second opinion. Same thing, all the tests, MRIs, scans. And then the neurologist came to me and told me, you know, with COVID, there's so many unknowns. We don't really know where your issue is stemming from. All we can do is monitor your situation, try to make you more comfortable, and then run more tests. And then I said, just send me home. Just send me home. And during this, those days, I would get completely paralyzed sometimes, and my husband would have to just carry me from the shower, place me on the bed until I could regain my movement, which sometimes would take a few minutes. Sometimes it could be up to an hour, two hours, before I could feel any anything in my toes. And I could speak again. And then while I was learning to walk again and talk, and I had to talk very hushed tones with my kids, like, hi, honey, could you please clean the table? Or, oh, I love you so much. We get a call from Jamie Sparrow Roberts, which was the casting director of this film. And she's like, I would like to personally congratulate you. You got the role as Dolores. And I cried. And my husband looked at me like, you need to tell them you can't take this. And so the only thing that I could muster to say was, thank you so much, when do I start? And she's like, three weeks. And then I, I looked at my husband, I'm like, I guess I'm, I got three weeks to get better. And that was it. For the next three weeks, I trained like Rocky, except I wasn't like punching meat bags. I was just like, I'm gonna make it from here to the kitchen without passing out. And then that would be the goal. And then it was like, okay, from here down the street, then from here down the street while talking. Then it was from here down the street while talking and moving my hands. Like it was little things until, honestly, I would just say it was a miracle from God that I was ready by the time I met with the directors and I felt like a tiger, like I was gonna take the world on. You drafted a will. I did, I still have it. And within the year, like by the end of the year, one of the people that actually signed my will, which was happened probably like nine or 10 months later, he contracted COVID and he ended up passing away. So even somebody who signed my own will is not here to tell the story anymore. You touched on this, but I want to loop back on it. In, in what ways do you see yourself in Dolores? Do you see your life in Dolores's life? Oh, wow. Dolores is a standout character. I think that she is so loving and kind. And people think that she's like chismosa, you know, like super chismosa, but she's not. She knows everything. But she doesn't go ahead and tell everybody's everything to everyone. I mean, when you listen to the song of All of You, you know what I mean? It literally says, Yo, I knew he never left. I heard him every day. She knew that Bruno was there. She didn't tell. It wasn't her secret to tell. She knew that whatever happened, things would get resolved within time. And I see myself in her because 
Sometimes I do say a little too much, <laughs> but it's all real, y'all. It's all real. Like maybe I just let out a whole bunch of TMI right here and people are like, oh my gosh, she needs to draw it back. Yeah, well, you know, I am very much like my character. I say it like it is because that is what is reality for me. And I think that people have gotten too much into this uh, fake belonging, you know, just to try to fit in. And I think that the more original that you are and the more true to yourself that you are, people will actually gravitate towards that and find themselves reflecting over who they really are. And Dolores' character is real. She's so, and, and to me, an inspiration for all Afro-Latinos because they drew her in such an incredible, beautiful, accurate way. The way that her mom and dad look and the way that Camilo looks as opposed to Antonio, as opposed to Dolores, is exactly like a Latino family. There's sometimes, like even within my own kids, one of them has curly hair. The other ones don't. Same dad. You know, it happens like that. So I think it is very accurate to what a family is. And Dolores herself is so sweet and so soft-spoken until there's something great to tell. And then, ah, which is kind of the way that I am. I'm, I'm pretty much chill unless you give me a microphone. Then I start singing. <laughs> Here's the thing that I think has got to be strange for you, which is you are already a global artist right? You have found an audience, you have found fame, and then you do a project like this and it just launches you to another level. And I think that is interesting in two ways. One is, you know, you sort of, we all get big in our circles and you lose perspective sometimes on how big or small your circle is. So I cannot imagine to be part of a something like this, to sort of like have to reassess or reconfigure your brain. And two, just there's, I mean, I've spoken with so many other Latinas about this, that when this moment hits, there's all this pressure to seize your moment, right? Like this is it. We got to maximize that, that this can be a point where mistakes are made or where decisions are made that will set the path for the rest of your career. I think that goes back to before you have success or while you're having it, if you didn't pre-plan, you really have to define what your outcome will look like. You have to be able to see what isn't there. And for me, what I'm doing now is I do take on as much as I possibly can without <laughs> infringing, without infringing upon my why. My why, my family, my why, my marriage, my why is making sure that I bring up joy to everybody, but not making sure I take it away from those who I care for within the walls of my own home. So yes, there are so many more things to do. Yes, I am touring, but I make sure that has to be respected. And it's not a temptation when you know, no, that's not going to happen. And when it happened, one date that it did happen, and it was my daughter's birthday, and I immediately said no, but she was in the room and she's like, well, what is it? I was like, well, they're asking me to go to a Comic-Con. And she was like, no, can that be my birthday present? I'm like, okay, well, if she wants it, because she's like, I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to bring my money. It's going to be amazing. And I'm like, okay, all right. So if you're into it, that's fine. And so now all of them were like, what, when, when can I go to a Comic-Con on my birthday? I'm like, we're going to be in like Canada. I want to go to Canada. So then... Sometimes I do bring them all along so they can have the experience. Like for Miami, I'm doing a Colombian festival in July and they're all coming with me. But what are we doing right after the Colombian festival? 
we're going to Orlando and we're going to Disney World. That's what we're doing, you know? So I sometimes try to make sure that they understand they are my priority. But yeah, it is not easy. And the mistakes do happen because you have so many opportunities coming at you. And so if you know who you are and what you want to put out there in the universe, and for me, it's, I take a lot of care on kids. They are the future. And so for me, the future generation, and for me to leave a good footprint for them to follow, to know, no, you don't have to take off your clothes or talk about sex to be able to make it in this industry. You have a talent and you have a light that needs to be shown to the world. Work on your craft, do that accurately. So when your opportunities come, you're ready and you don't have to sell yourself short for something else. And you can learn to say no as well. I wanna make sure that I can make a show that grandma can enjoy, that a 25-year-old can dance to and a two-year-old can cheer to. That's the kind of show I want to give. And that's the kind of content I put out. And that's the kind of jobs and opportunities that I take. So saying no is one of the most important things as you become more and more successful that you need to learn to say no to certain opportunities, no to having more time so you can say yes to your family, no to saying, I'm not going to take on that project because it's going to really destroy the impact that I want to leave and, and showcase to others that you can do, that it is possible to be a mom and work. It is possible to be an artist and not have to take off your clothes. It is possible to do positive things and leave that great footprint that others say, oh, well, that person did it. That means I can do it too. Adasa, can we talk about the uh, performance at the Academy Awards? Yes, let's. It's like a lot of people kept their kids up hoping to see real people perform the song they've listened to a million times and I imagine it was really disappointing to not be able to do it in full it was disappointing to not be able to do the Dolores part but it's not for me as Adasa like me Adasa as a performer I was like oh my gosh this is the Oscars like mama see me now you know what I'm saying I'm just glad to have had that microphone but for kids who were hoping dreaming about to see themselves realized in what Dolores represents, the first Afro-Latina that was going to perform a rap in the Oscars. That's what Dolores represented. It was the directors, it was the Oscars. They had a vision and the choreography was insanely beautiful. The colors, amazing. And that doesn't at all take into disregard who Luis Fonsi is, which I've worked with before. He's an incredible artist, Becky G. Come on, Megan The Stallion, everybody knows. She's an incredible artist as well. And they all did a great performance. But the people were hoping, expecting, dreaming, looking forward to seeing the full cast be able to sing We Don't Talk About Bruno for the first time live ever. We did not know what was going on until we literally got to the Oscars to do our first practice. And that's when they showed us a video of like, this is what you're doing. And I was like, okay. And they're like, and you're going to go practice. And I was like, okay. But it wasn't up to us to decide what was, you know, going to happen. And I don't really know about Disney either. Disney gave us such a great opportunity. And what Disney has showcased is incredible. And from what I heard, Disney's planning some great things. But you didn't hear it from me. I like how you even do the lean-in. I do, because, you know, I am Dolores. And I do know a lot, but I can't, so... I want to. <laughs> Adasa, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for your time.
thank you as always for listening. Latina to Latina is executive produced and owned by Juleka Lantigua and me, Alicia Menendez. Polina Velasco is our producer. Manuela Bedoya is our marketing lead. Kojin Tashiro is our associate sound designer and mix this episode. We love hearing from you. It makes our day. Email us at hola at latinatolatina.com. Slide into our DMs on Instagram. Tweet us at latinatolatina. Check out our merchandise that is on our website, latinatolatina.com slash shop. And remember, please subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, wherever you are listening right now. Every time you share this podcast, every time you share an episode, every time you leave a review, it helps us to grow as a community. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you.